0: Hi and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois.
1: Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 219. Today, Matt and Doug talk over Saturday morning coffee. They get into limiting beliefs and perceptions of failure and how they tend to deal with those situations. They talk about the importance of details, honesty, and the importance of giving and receiving feedback and how giving feedback is a role of the mix and mastering engineer, as well as the producer. They talk about having a positive attitude and putting the work into the project that's necessary to succeed. They wrap up with the discussion about what is failure and the mindsets that turn failure into positive growth. Enjoy the show. Okay. I think that's good. Cool. How's my level? Your level's fine. I'm 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 trying
0: a I'm trying uh, the addition of a pop filter today. I I feel like I've been getting some plosives lately.
1: Oh, I'm uh I'm still using the foam on mine, but uh, there's a shotgun mic pop filter that fits over the end of it instead of like the foam wrap. You know. Yeah. And I'm interested in maybe getting that and trying it out, but it's a little bit on the spendy side. Sixty bucks for a pop filter. But oh yikes! Yeah. But it's really nice. It's it's like all metal and it's got like three different screens at different angles that oh, that's cool. with a gap in between each one and stuff. So, I mean, it's probably worth 60 bucks, but.
0: I was going to say for 60 bucks, it better be nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm
0: used to the regular one that goes on the, this clips onto a mic stand and has the circle full of
1: screen or whatever. Oh, sure.
0: Those tend to be about 20 bucks, but I know that that's not what you use for a shotgun mic.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's probably a way to do that. Just would need a pretty long arm with the shotgun mic to reach out over the front of it, you know? Yeah. So what what do you got going on this? Maybe you need a caterpillar. What do you got going on this fine Saturday morning? Yeah, you know, the caterpillar. Oh, like yeah, mine's not like the fuzzy one though. It's just the foam one. But yeah, yeah, those those are good, especially if you're
0: outside. Oh yeah, totally. Because they break, they cut down on the wind from all angles. That's a that's a big deal. What do I have going on today? Well, um, I, I kind of got lost in the uh, swamp of cleaning up documents on my hard drive. But I feel like I should just delete everything because am I really ever going to look at that stuff again? I got just like 10 years of PDFs and webinar notes and you know, advice from this and advice from that. And it's like, come on, if I, if I ever, it's like recipes, you know, I have all these cookbooks, but you know, if I ever want to cook something, I go to like. I just Google a recipe and look at Pinterest or something. Like, if I want to know something specific, I'm probably going to go right to YouTube or, or Google something. I'm not going to probably search through my hard drive for all this junk. Yeah. I probably should just get rid of it instead of trying to organize it. Well, you could use metadata, and then you could search it easy. Yeah, I should be able to search it easy. But then, you know, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> historically, I've not been very good about naming mm-hmm. things because
1: I think I'll remember what it is. But I suggest just um so selecting all and dragging into and the trash external hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a thought.
0: But then if I do that, what's the point of keeping it at all? Well, I mean these are
1: just text documents mostly. Mainly that small bit of fear that's you know causing you the issue of this <laughs> this bloated hard drive.
0: That's really what it is, isn't it? It's kind of like a low-level anxiety, and that's what I, that's why I'm trying to organize it or or get rid of it or whatever. Because it's kind of like this low-level anxiety. What if I need it someday? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing that makes you fill up your garage or your junk drawer. Yeah. Um, it's almost <laughs> it's almost kind of like one of those uh, one of those limiting belief kind of things, like a story we tell ourselves. Yeah. You know, I might need it someday. Well, really, will you though? Maybe you should just maybe you won't. Maybe you won't need it ever. Maybe you didn't need it in the first place. Maybe the act of just writing it down, taking the notes or saving it, put that information in your head and you don't need to look at it again. Or maybe you move beyond it.
1: Yeah. How much energy does that just take to say that? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you ask? Because how better spent could that energy have been? Well, that's, yeah, that's really the thing, isn't it?
0: And that's why I'm just kind of thinking about just... Deleting it all and forgetting about it instead of leaving it as brain clutter, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, um, it just depends, you know, what's, if it's important to you, but you don't think you're going to get back to it, but just in case, you know, I mean, throw it on an external drive. You've got everything met. It didn't take you very long. And, and then you have re- solved your bloated hard drive problem, you know? Yeah. You know, and yeah, external my, drives are cheap enough. Sure. You should have one anyway for whatever yeah, backups I and Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah.
0: No, I think what, what I what I what I need to do really is go through it, see, you know, see if there's anything that really is valuable that I need to reference or have on hand and then, you know, like throw the rest somewhere else. Yeah.
1: But then I would definitely add some metadata into those files and tag them, give them a color. You know, uh, you, you've got all that stuff available to you, and you're when you right click on a on a file and get info, and, and you can assign all kinds of oh sure of metadata but stuff. I'm talking about thousands of files.
0: I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have any interest in that. No, I'm talking I'd about the
1: just the ones that you think have merit to do so. Oh yeah, totally. You know, and then once you get done tagging the ones you th- think you have merit, you've already made your calling, so you can just delete everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a project. And it's a project <laughs> that I feel like is a little bit of a procrastination project. Like, I have better things to do than organize all the files yeah. that are sitting around in a bucket in my hard drive. But to be it's honest with you, like you know, we've floor.
1: got better things to do than worry about that. Also that. Because honestly, the the amount of energy that was just—I I got anxiety listening to you. Rand- <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's
0: the problem. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, anxiety is kind of like at a, a root of the root of a lot of problems. Anxiety, um, so much of it is is either self-inflicted a or b, just kind of imaginary. Like the whole thing about worry and anxiety—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it's being upset about something that hasn't happened yeah and that's so a it's lie because really it doesn't mind. exist cuz it doesn't exist that thing that you're afraid of it's a it's something that you imagine that's in the, that's a possible future that probably won't even come to come to pass
1: and that's also not living in the moment correct it's not
0: living in the moment
1: you know what's the past nothing you can do about it and the future doesn't exist you know all right. we got is right now right and now right and now <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> My thing is, and I know that people can relate to this, is that as soon as I throw something away, I'm gonna need it next week. You yeah. go, hey, where was that PDF? Oh but what's what's geez, the worst I case? That. I know the worst case is I go Google it and find something more current anyway. Yeah. That's another thing about this information. Some of this stuff changes so quickly that it's it's irrelevant, you know. By the time I go back and look at it again, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, tips for how to succeed on Instagram in 2015. Well, guess
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even matter in 2016, let alone 2020. You know what's more fun <laughs> is to try stuff and see if it works on Instagram. And, and that... Um, if it doesn't, you know, you learn, you know, you could call that a failure if you want. I'd like to um, make an analogy and and give you a visualization about failure. okay? let's Let's pretend that every failure is a hundred pound block, okay? It's about okay? It's about three feet wide and you know, seven or eight inches tall and twelve inches deep. And you can lift it, all right? You know, but how much can you lift? You could probably, you could probably get, you know, maybe a couple hundred pounds, you know, (laughs) you know, whatever. So, so if each failure is that, and then, so the, the guy that defines his, himself by his failures is the guy that lifts each one of these blocks onto his head and carries it. Okay. And he's walking around with failure weight all over his head and his knees are buckling and everything, okay? Now, there's another guy who takes each failure and learns something from it and builds upon it, improves from the experience, and that guy takes each block and creates a staircase with each one and walks up it, you know? And so there's no fear or shame in, in failure. It's all about what you do with it right you know the instagram thing you know again what's the worst thing that could happen you spent 10 bucks on an ad that didn't do anything you know i I, right i can drink that in coffee in a couple hours you know (laughs) right you know what i mean so yeah don't worry about it what did you figure out from it did your target audience not quite what you think it should be what did you learn from it you know as long as you go back in and take a look at things From the experience and then grow from it, then you just, failure is a tool to be used to improve yourself and whatever it is that you're working on, you know, whether, so your, your Instagram ads, you know, do that a few times and you're going to have a really good Instagram ad at some point, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's funny that you, That I mean, I just made that up as, as an example, but I did just happen to make my first Instagram ad this week. I'm trying, uh, I'm getting my, I'm dipping my toe in the water with a, with a, um, a promoted post, which I know is not the same, quite the same as a, as a targeted ad, but, um, I saw it pop
1: up in my feed. I was like, oh, wait, it's working,
0: which was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, you know, you kind of figure out what, are, what are you hoping to get for it? to have some goal in mind, you know, what, what what's, What's the action that I'm hoping someone takes on that? And
0: Well, honestly, that's the real key is like, well, what, what, what do I hope comes from this? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just wasting your money from the, from the get-go.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, that'll make you realize, well, it's actually to get people over to my website to do something. Yep. Does my website support that action? And, you know, and then take a look at your website. Or is it to get to my profile and follow or, or just... Uh, To read up about what I've got going on. Does my profile have what I want on it to support that? Do I need to work on my profile? So anyway, take those things and figure out what you need to do through the hopeful actions that you want people to take in those ads to support. It's like, you know, if you're going to have an ad that does something to the website, maybe you should have a landing page to support them landing there. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's... That's a trap I see
0: a lot of people fall into is the order of operations trap. Like they start making music and then they they want to start promoting it. And it's like, but your music's not ready for everybody to listen to yet. You need to go back to square one, make sure your production's solid, make sure your songs are good. I mean, like the whole thing about marketing, like, okay, don't buy an ad if your website isn't ready to support people landing there. If they land there and go, oh, this is amateur, this is unnavigatable, this is not a very good website, they're never going to come back to you or click on another ad again. Yeah, that, a that, whole. that
1: ad would be spent on, to your detriment, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because then, what are you really advertising? You're advertising the fact that you're not ready to receive <laughs> people yet. Yeah. It's like inviting o- people over to an unfurnished or a, or, a, or a messy house. Like, they're not going to want to come back.
1: So how does that equate to a song that you're producing? In terms of... Well, when are you ready to release the song? What if you release it too early and it's not a good representation of what you wanted, and people don't like it? have you just have you just um, promoted that to a negative effect for yourself well that,
0: I think that depends too, and I think that comes back to what we mentioned a minute ago because it, it it's not any different from having an advertisement it's it's you know, it's a representation of something and you have a goal for releasing it. If your goal for releasing it is just to say, I'm expressing myself, I don't care what people think, here it is, world. Yeah. Then you've achieved your goal. If your goal is I want to get this placed in a movie um and or, or I want radio airplay, well, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be well written, it's gotta be well produced, it's gotta be mastered, it's gotta be at a competitive level with everything else that's out there right now. Because there's what is it? You know, sixty thousand songs released a day on Spotify or whatever. I mean, it has to be competitive, and if it's not at that level, and you're wondering why it's not getting more clicks, well, maybe you need to go back to square one and have this vetted with a peer
1: group or a, or um, yeah, you know, you a, know, a my my take tr- on this type of thing is always has always been that if I maybe use an analogy to building cabinets, okay, mm-hmm. the back of the cabinet that people are never going to see and after the cabinet has been installed, it's just as important to me as the front of the cabinet that they will see. Because mm-hmm. even though they're not going to see it after the cabinet is installed, I go to bed at night with a vision of what the back of that cabinet looked like as I was installing. It. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I care about that. Um, And so I think everything that I do, I want to be a representation of the care that I put into it. Right. So maybe that that holds me up sometimes. It's not that I fear it, but it takes me a little longer to take the extra steps necessary to focus on the details that I'm concerned with that other people may not necessarily notice. Yeah, I'm not sure how bad, that relates. I think that well, the sum of all the details, even ones that aren't noticed, are... Representative in the final product.
0: Yeah, I, I agree that you should basically put all of your effort into whatever you're putting out there, so that it's a, as full a representation as possible of of your intent. And yeah, that does mean you know, paying attention to the details. Um, I think the, the end goal is still important, and I think also some people think that they're <laughs> think that they're ready when they're not. Because they kind of live uh, in a, in um, what do you call it? Um, like an echo chamber, like when you're at home producing for yourself, um, and you're not getting a lot of feedback, or you're getting kind of like yes man feedback, or or feedback from people that are like, oh yeah, that sounds great, instead of um, you know, real constructive criticism that you build upon, like your stare analogy. Uh, I think that. I've I've seen people get frustrated yeah. when they they think they're at a level beyond the level that they really are, um, because you're 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 as old as you will ever be and you're as good as you've ever been, but that doesn't mean you're as good as you will ever be. It doesn't mean your music will be as good as you'll it'll ever get. But you have to keep producing it. You have to keep putting it out there because those are the stepping stones to greatness, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're great yet.
1: We all need a yeah. friend who's like, Oh, dude, really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, you
0: need that. And I wish I had that earlier on to say somebody can go, "Yeah, your vocals are out of tune or oh yeah, you know what? Your your mix is like bottom heavy or your snares too loud." You know, I mean, I didn't have a lot of that. I just had a lot of, you know, I had kind of the yes man stuff that it doesn't really help you in the long run. You know, run. and that it's that's encouragement, but part it of the doesn't help you
1: of a mix engineer when the recording stems come in. And it's yes. also part of the role of the mastering engineer when the pre is delivered. And I don't know if everybody takes that role, you know, or they just accept what they get. But, you know, it's, it may, maybe you need to retract those guitars because that performance sucked. Um, yeah. You know, and <laughs>
0: like, yeah, there's a better way to say yeah. that with people you don't know as well. But, maybe. yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, or it might be that was a great performance, but there was something wrong with the mic position or the 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 EQing or something and that take isn't going to work out it could be much better you know and and starting with really good recordings makes a difference all the way down the line you know so yeah absolutely you know and that, so that feedback can come through the professional channels as well and should be delivered much more friendlier than what i just did <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and, and it's more of a teamwork thing where hey check this out there's a problem here that i see here's an example of it and uh, here's what i'm hearing what i think it could be better and yeah and then to give some ideas on how to make it better if if you feel qualified to do so yeah so it doesn't just have to be a a close friend it could be the engineers that you're working with on your production it could be your producer that's that's like a primary that's the role role of a producer, producer yeah you know
0: yeah, that's something I do a lot more now because I, I do act in the role of a producer more way more than I used to. But, yeah, um, I when I was starting out mixing, I kind of assumed that people were handing me the best that they could deliver. And I was like, okay, I guess it's supposed to sound like this. But now I I definitely go back and say, hey, there's bleed on this. Or, hey, this is out of tune. Or, hey, did you mean for this to sound like this? Or did you send me the wrong track? Or, yeah. I will definitely check when I think there's a question. Um And I have enough repeat customers that I, or repeat clients that I definitely have a working relationship with them that I can go back and say, uh, hey, do you want to try again on this track? Because I don't think this sounds the way you thought it was going to sound or whatever.
1: I mean, it could be some small stuff, you know, like, you know, we've got a lot of, of Mm sibilance and it would be much easier to deal with that in your process than mine. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because there's a lot of work for me to try and separate that out from the rest when, if you could deal with that on the individual track,
0: right? That's different for you as a as a mastering engineer because that's baked into the mix. Yeah, that's different for me as a mixing engineer that I can I can fix sibilance because I have the individual stems. Yeah, but if it's really bad, yeah, I'll definitely go back and go. Yeah, you might want to re record this if you can.
1: Yeah, that and you know all types of different noise and things like that. I, I've received I've received pre masters that have noise in them. You know, just audible oh. noise, and it was something that didn't a lot of times in the mastering process things get revealed that you don't hear true until you like start enhancing right and things can come up and sometimes that's a surprise but then if if you go back to listening to the to the source material and find that you know it exists it's just maybe at a lower level in a frequency right. band that you weren't um That you weren't enhancing in some way in, in that channel or something like that or in that group, but um, but it comes out in the overall mix. That type of thing happens a lot because the level goes up and and EQ gets enhanced, and suddenly you're like, whoa, what is that hum? Yeah, there's some 60 cycle hum (laughs) there. We got to, you know, that's really becoming prominent or something along that lines. And and so that that's not performance related. It's what would you call that? It's more of a technical or it's a non-performance related issue in the audio and yeah it's like a technical problem yeah. it's like a almost like a deficiency but yeah but anyway um so that that stuff happens and i guess the whole point of that is there are feedback channels there available so to speak <laughs> so to speak yeah <laughs> it's a
0: feedback channel Get yeah it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good to have a it's good to have a feedback loop that you trust. It I mean that's the whole that's the whole path to success, right? You you create, you get feedback, you iterate, right? It's it's the the feedback loop to success. You you build on um you you ha- but you have to iterate first. You have to put something out there and then you get feedback on it and then you build on that feedback to your next iteration and then it's a sp- hopefully an upward spiral. But the, the echo chamber part is though is where you lose the the uh the feedback, you don't get proper feedback, and then your next iteration isn't better, then you're not building an upward spiral. You're just kind of either going sideways or downwards.
1: Yeah. You know, and the whole limiting beliefs thing and putting those limitations on yourself is is self-defeating behavior from the get-go. Um, yeah. You know, and there's a lot to be said for having a positive attitude. And mm-hmm. there's a yep. you know, and being willing to put the work into it. You could have a, a a positive attitude, but not be willing to put the work into it, and that's no better than not starting. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I th- but I think there's more to it than just positivity because if you're positive and you're not very good and you think you're good and you keep going because you're you have a positive attitude <laughs> about it, but you don't you don't accept you know you don't accept criticism because you don't think you need you know you don't ask what you don't know and if you don't think that you need to do better then you won't do better. So I think that it's more of a growth mentality thing than a than an attitude thing. In my in my in my way of thinking like knowing that you need to retool and regroup uh, you know after every after every iteration and that's like being willing to be able to accept criticism. Um
1: well that's the purpose were. of momentum though too.
0: Which if, if which you, does.
1: If you stop and retool and reiterate after every time, then mm-hmm. you're destroying momentum from what it is that you're moving through. So I wouldn't stop, <laughs> you know. I would be learning on the fly and keep moving and, and apply as you go. Right. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean like completely stop and say, okay, what am I doing here? But although once in a while you do have to do that, but I, I do think it's kind of cyclical. Yeah. I mean, if things are really are
1: going bad and it's and it's failing quotes, you know, that's when to stop and take note and see what the problems are and and get solutions together because you don't want to continue failing over and over again for the Mm -hmm. same reasons. That's not building staircases. That's adding weight to your head. You know what I mean? True, true.
0: Yeah, I guess then you have to define what is success and what is failure as you go, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you should know what
1: success is before you begin.
0: I think you cut out there.
1: Um, what did you say? I said that you should know what success is before you begin. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I I, I like to start everything by saying, how what does success mean to you? Like, de- basically defining kind of a mission statement for anything. Um, how will you know when you're done? How will you know when you succeed? And uh not everything is failure. Something is just, a, you know, success on a slightly lower level than you were hoping. You know right. what I mean? I only got 100 Spotify plays. Well, okay, that's less than a 1,000, but it's more than zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a measure of success.
1: Well, what's a failure? Is, is the only time you actually fail is when you quit? True. You Can't win if you don't play the game. Yeah. You know, because if you continue growing and learning and... And working upon your experience, and you've never really failed. I agree. Yeah.
0: And if you're happy doing what you're doing, maybe it doesn't matter, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why did Bob <laughs> Dylan just come to mind? If you have questionable song quality, but it makes you happy. Yep. Then the the whole idea of questionable song quality is someone else's perception and doesn't matter to you anyway. That's true. Uh, so... Who cares? The idea in that case, and I think probably in most all cases, is that does this make me happy in the end? Did I have fun? Was mm-hmm. was this worth the effort that I put into it? Is it the, <laughs> am I going after my passions here? How am I feeling about it? You know, yeah, that's what really matters.
0: Yeah, I like that. Is this worth the effort thing? Now I'm back to thinking about the, organizing my hard drive. <laughs> no, it is not really <laughs> <the> effort. <laughs> Um, but trying to bring this full circle to the, our original point was the the idea of limiting beliefs, and um, what made me think of that in the first place was I was talking to a, a friend, and we we had tried to hook up a couple of times for a, uh, for a catch up chat, and um, he kind of flaked a bit, and finally came back and said, "Sorry, I'm I'm terrible at this, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a bad friend, and I'm just terrible at communication." And I, and at first I said, "You know, no, obviously you're not a bad friend, and don't think that you need to bring any sort of particular energy level to our communication. uh, We're friends. It doesn't matter. But the other thing is, I said, this thing about you being terrible about communication, that sounds like a limiting belief to me. It sounds They're like, what does that mean? I said, well, it sounds like a story that you tell yourself that you believe. Now you believe that this defines you and you can tell yourself a different story. You can tell yourself a story that I'm actually good at this, or I'm better at this, or I'm trying at this. I'm not Bad at this and then i give up you know what i mean i think that's all that's really comes back to that whole growth mentality versus um what's the opposite of growth mentality <laughs> um self-defeating behavior sure um when you don't oh like scarcity like you don't you don't think you can do better so you stop trying or so you know what i mean that's what that's right that's what a limiting belief is It's a story that you tell yourself that you feel defines you, but you can tell yourself a different story. Our, our reality is based on our perception. And if you change the way you see things or the way you think about things, then you can change the way you define yourself. You can change your own story. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, you know, if you hang out with people who do what you want to do and you actually do the thing that it is that you want to do and you, get your mindset in that you're going to achieve what you're looking for doing what it is that you want to do. You've set yourself mm-hmm. up for every opportunity that might come your way to be involved in through other people, through your own actions and work and learning and growth and then your mindset that you're going to be ready for the opportunity whenever it it arrives. We don't just sit back on a couch and opportunity comes to us.
0: <laughs> right. You know, Ed McMahon's not coming to your door no. with a publisher's clearinghouse check. And even if he did, it's because you got up and mailed that thing in. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, so actually positioning yourself to accept an opportunity is necessary. Yes.
0: Scarcity, scarcity mentality, I think, was the other. The other thing, growth versus, oh, growth versus fixed. That's what it is growth mindset versus fixed mindset, that whole Carol Dweck thing. Uh, um,
1: but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I'm not happy in that kind of mindset with what I do. And if I was in that mindset and I wasn't happy, I would stop doing it because it doesn't make me happy. I agree. I like what you said about surrounding yourself with people, because
0: uh, there's been studies that say that you your your personality is shaped by the five people you spend the most time with, and if you that means you kind of have to look around and go, okay, are the people that I'm spending the surrounding myself with, the people that I'm spending my time with, are these the people that I want to emulate, that I want to yeah. that that move me forward and are like the way I want to be in the future. Oops, head buttered by my. So. Car. It's all right. <laughs> so if you want to be more successful in an area, yes, absolutely. Surround yourself closely and meet with people that either already do the thing that you want to be doing are like the person that you want to be like or uh, reinforce what's already good in your life.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's important. I think that's true. Yeah. Which COVID doesn't help that. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. When you're,
0: when you're cooped up with your family, God, I, hopefully you like the people that you're cooped yeah. up with. <laughs> I want to be
1: just like Asia. <laughs>
0: uh, sleep half the day and eat when you want. And, and play and run. Play and run. Yeah, that does sound nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need to do more just
0: playing. I don't need to do more eating. That that I
1: know for sure. <laughs> I don't know. In everything that, that we discussed here today, I think there's fear base in it. Yeah, I and agree. And I am... If I find fear base coming up in myself, that pisses me off. So I don't—I don't—I take an active stance in pushing that stuff away.
0: Yeah, you seem to be good at that. And that's something that I've spent a lot of time in the last few years trying to recognize in myself when I'm trying to— when I'm making decisions out of fear and anxiety versus when I'm making decisions out of a a, a place of potential growth or, or positivity. It's not always easy. We have baggage, we have habits, we have ruts and routines and and we sometimes just fall back on those without realizing it. And it's sometimes hard to to be meta about yourself and recognize when you're falling into into you know, destructive patterns or destructive habits. But I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate having you in my life to help me work on these things and to bounce things off of and to to check my to check myself <laughs> to, to check me when I'm being stupid,
1: you know I told you a couple of weeks ago just go out, stand in the sun, close your eyes, face the sun so the the light is shining through your eyelids, put your arms out mm. and say i can I'm gonna do this and do it, you know there's nothing in your way, yeah, yeah, I do that. <laughs> It's just you know, it's it's a simple action of reaffirmation, whatever, whatever works for you. You don't have to stand in the sun. Oh, I need to stand, stand in the in sun. The I shower, need my vitamin D whatever. man. <laughs> that works too. Stand in the dark if that works for you. Whatever. <laughs> just take that
0: pause to uh, to affirm your 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 growth, because
1: gosh darn it, people like you. <laughs> That's right. People like you too. Yeah, think of that. Well, guy, guy's
0: character name, <laughs> Smalley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny that that's a, such an enduring character. It was, it was so silly, but somehow it resonated. Well, I think
1: people related to that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of self confidence things involved in this discussion, and. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, having some confidence is a good thing. Not being afraid, take some risks, spend the 10 bucks on an ad, whatever. And, and if, if that $10 is hard, then, then make coffee at home. Okay. (laughs) Don't go out, you know, save up some money elsewhere so you can make it balance and, and work it out. Uh, Look for the good deals. I know you and I were just talking about, Google ad credits and and stuff like that when mm-hmm. when those opportunities come in take advantage of them. Like, yeah you know boy there's
0: nothing like letting a coupon expire huh right exactly <laughs> <laughs> take advantage
1: of them when they come in absolutely because yeah, that's all it makes you feel better you're getting more for your money and it gives mm-hmm. you an opportunity to try and oh gosh uh, I don't have as much invested in this I can feel like I can risk a little bit more you know and try something new yeah, definitely uh, take advantage of the
0: lower risk opportunities that will that will curb your anxiety about, about you know, throwing that spaghetti on the wall and seeing if it sticks. And then take notes when it sticks. And then let that note you know, uh, collect on your hard drive for 10 years and then throw it
1: away. <laughs> you know, that's how you tell if the spaghetti is perfectly al dente. Yes, that's correct. And if you don't throw your spaghetti on the wall, you are not cooking Italian. <laughs>
0: But your walls will be cleaner.
1: <laughs> My wife does that. <laughs> does yeah. she? I just taste it. He throw, throws it against the cabinet.
0: You know, if you put more salt in your in your pasta water, it will get gummier sooner. So, be consistent with your with your salt in your pasta water. Oh yeah,
1: I think I just use a pinch and, and just a a dash of uh, of oil to keep it from sticking together in the water mm. or butter.
0: Butter? Butter. <laughs> right. I think we've I think we've exhausted our topic.
1: Stratocaster.
0: Stratocaster? Yeah. What does that have to do with spaghetti? Nothing.
1: Oh. I was changing the topic. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <I don't> no. <know>. Because <laughs> my coffee's not done yet.
0: Oh. Yeah, my tea's not done yet either. <laughs> No, it's just fun talking with yep.
1: you. Yep, likewise. What are you doing the rest of the day? Got a gig tonight. Oh, to oh, cool. I got to uh, get ready and everything loaded up and hit the road at 3.30 my time, and I won't get home until probably 1 a.m. Oh, wow. So we'll be rocking, Pekin, Illinois tonight. Yep. Well, have fun. I will. I will. It's never a bad time. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. Load in and load out. Running sounds easy, sure. And hopefully, just no problems. And you know, so far, I'm hitting the hundred percent average of no feedback in a gig, knocking on wood. Oh, you jinxed yourself. No, now. no, no. no. I hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hear you knocking wood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. We'll definitely throw a picture up on your Insta.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, it should be fun. I don't know. I I haven't actually. Uh, ran sound at this at this venue before, so I hear it's uh, about three thousand square feet, which will be nice. I don't know how tall their ceilings are or anything. We'll see what it ends up being. But once you get a crowd in there, and everything changes anyway. So. Yeah.
0: All right, man. All,
1: All right, man. Have a good rest of your day. Well, thanks you
0: as well, and uh, we will talk to you and soon, Enjoy tonight Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks. Leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate your reviews. Yeah, reviews and would be really. Tell cool. your friends. Yep. Yeah, we're five stars right now on iTunes.
1: Yeah, it's just that there's not a whole lot of reviews. There's just that there's a whole lot. And, you know, that's right. it would definitely give us some weight to that uh, review number if we had more people reviewing. So,
0: anyway, yes. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Cheers, and uh, have a great week, everybody. Bye, bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com.
1: Until next time, keep creating.